0: Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two J's, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen. Week 16 is going to look a lot like week 15 in the NFL, in my opinion, because we've reached the point of the NFL season where playoff implications in the real NFL are going to be more and more impactful for fantasy football, so... We have to be increasingly cognizant of that. Uh, we're seeing star players get pulled early in the week, so we're going to have to be very cognizant of news and staying up to date with what kind of snaps we expect players to be seeing this week. So this is going to be more of a general overview of the plays we like, and you know, we'll, we'll discuss some various scenarios, especially in Green Bay. We have a big question mark on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play, and with Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, and other key players on the slate, Uh, You know how they'll be impacted by that. So we'll get into all of that. We'll go position by position, talk all of our favorite plays for both cash games and GPPs. And, of course, as we always do, we'll end the show with some potentially tournament-winning stacks. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast?
1: You could support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also follow us on Instagram at the DFS Dose. And then you could subscribe to us on itunes and on youtube at the dfs doe same handle across all platforms
0: all right, Jared, I want to start with you here. Um, what is your read on this situation in Green Bay? We can start at quarterback, and although I don't really necessarily view Aaron Rodgers as in play, maybe for GPPs, um, you know, his status is going to affect some other key players on this slate. So what is your read on it? It seems like the team would be looking to shut him down, but the coach and Rodgers himself want to play. So how, how do you see this playing out this weekend?
2: Um. I'd stay away from the whole situation. I don't, how much is Jamal Williams? Do you know?
0: Yeah, he's he's 5400. Um No, nah, that's
2: too much. Yeah. Um I'd stay away from everybody on Green Bay except for GPPs.
1: It seems like DraftKings was kind of proactive with the pricing of Jamal Williams.
2: Yeah, they were. I feel like that's that's too much for me for okay. Jamal Williams. I'm not playing Rodgers. I'm not playing Adams without Rodgers, and nobody else is in play. So that's an easy fade.
0: All right, that's that's fair. So who at the quarterback position do we like this week? Uh, There's several options.
2: I like Baker Mayfield. I saw some stat in Cincinnati's last 14 away games. The first half is averaged over 28 points. If we're going to guarantee 28 points in the first half of the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, I'm taking Baker Mayfield at 6,100. That's that's easy for me. It's almost mm-hmm. a lock.
1: It's week 16, right? And the Browns technically aren't even eliminated yet. When has that happened? He, he's going to ball out. So they, they want to win, and they're going to blow Cincinnati out. Play them.
0: Um, yeah. He's he's one of the few quarterbacks on a dead roster that I would consider for this for this week. I
1: think. What you that, mean? The Browns are about to make the playoffs.
0: No, they they need a tie. They need a tie to get in.
1: They can't. Um, they can't win the division.
0: No, they can't. I don't believe. Um, mm. they they, yeah, no, they can't with the tiebreakers. They're counting on a week seventeen tie from, I think the
2: Titans and the Colts, and they have to win out and some other stuff has to happen, but um hey you never know you're not eliminated till it says you're eliminated you know what I'm saying that's fair but
0: I think the Browns the Bills and the Jets uh because of their rookie quarterback situations are teams that even though they're dead they're still going to be playing for something especially the quarterbacks and the offenses are going to be playing for progress of their young rookie quarterbacks so I think that Mayfield and honestly, I think Darnold is in play. He's 4900 against Green Bay, and we'll see what happens with Rodgers. I think that uh, whether or not Rodgers plays will be a big factor on how seriously we need to take this Green Bay team. Even though you know their defense is a spot that we can target, and at 4900, if Darnold can continue looking good like he did on Saturday against Houston, um, I'd have some interest just because of the low price.
1: Sam Darnold.
0: Forty nine hundred on DraftKings.com. Bugging, absolutely for forty nine. Yes, the Packers at home.
1: Sam Darnold is garbage. What huh? are you talking about? He has one good game, and now we're on the Sam Darnold train. I'd rather just play Josh Allen over him and hope for the best. That's saying something for me.
0: That's fair. That's fair, but that's almost a one K uh,
1: upgrade <laughs> you're making there. That is uh, facts, but that's also. Um, you know more fantasy points that you're getting, so
0: potentially, potentially. I mean, in that range, do you? I mean, do you actually like Josh Allen, or would you be interested in going back to Dak? Fifty seven hundred. You no,
1: know, I, I I like Dak this week.
0: I think he's going to be a very popular play. Uh, Dak. Oh Kunkstar. yeah, for I mean, sure. At home, the Cowboys the are going to be looking to rebound big time.
1: Yeah, after they just got their uh stuff smoked against the Colts in Indy um but deck yeah deck plays better at home um this could be a week to target the cowboys in in a bounce back matchup and nick Foles is is uh making some magic happen with the eagles so the cowboys need to clinch a division so they're gonna be they're gonna be playing for a lot so i like all cowboys this week honestly
0: yep um you know, I'm thinking the same thing off of my first glance at the slate. I also have some interest in Drew Brees at home, 6,500. Surprisingly, Big Ben in that same game is priced above Drew Brees. I think that's interesting. I know Brees hasn't been necessarily lighting it up fantasy-wise these past couple weeks, but, I mean, we know that he could obviously do it. So, to me, that's more of a GPP play, but I definitely want to be heavy on Brees this week along with Dak Prescott uh, as a cash game focus, I think.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, I think people will target Big Ben in cash. I don't know. That's just like a feeling that I have. But that that game is definitely uh, GPP winning potential in my opinion. Like any player from any combo of players from that game, I think will will win GPPs this week. I think it's a high scoring game. Two great offenses. Um, you know the defenses. The defenses have actually been coming on in recent weeks. The Steelers and the Saints defense, uh, they've been playing really well. But I, I still think it's a high-scoring game in New Orleans.
0: Would you be more interested in, in Ben or Breeze in the spot?
1: Uh, I mean, that's tough, honestly. Um,
0: We've got Breeze at home, but, uh, you know, traditionally Big Ben on the road isn't a spot you want to target, but he's done pretty well on the road this year and against some tougher defenses than New Orleans. Breeze
1: all. I mean if you yeah. think the Saints are up, that means you play Big Ben.
0: I don't know if I do. Think that the Saints are gonna be up in this game, but um I don't know. Breeze Breeze wasn't looking so hot in this last game that he played, but I, I do have confidence that he'll be able to rebound in this game um in this spot. But like you said, I mean there's really not too much at quarterback other than that. I mean, we could look at Deshaun Watson against a weak Philly team if you actually believe in the Nick Foles magic you know, maybe that would be a game to target. Foles himself is under 5K. He's 4,700 at home.
1: Oh, I mean. GPP went it right there. He just kind of ran bad because they had three rushing touchdowns against the Rams that I think were all pretty um, close to the goal line or in the red zone at least. Um, so he kind of he kind of got vultured, but. Nick Foles, 4,700 at home. The Eagles seem to just play way better when he's at quarterback for some reason. Don't know why. Maybe it's because they step in and then they all feel like they have to step up or or something. I don't know what goes on in that locker room, but GPP play right there, Nick Foles, 4,700. That's a winner.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it. And, I mean, the Eagles are currently in the seventh seed just uh, outside of the playoffs right now, so they are still going to be giving it their all. Um,
1: yeah, they know, have a shot at the division.
0: They do, they do. Um, don't expect it to happen,
1: but they're only uh, one game you know, behind. It's, it's
0: worth considering.
2: Um, so you guys don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl again?
0: <laughs> you know, I I actually don't. <laughs>
2: Deja vu. <laughs>
0: hey, it could happen, but I mean, I don't I don't think either of the uh, Super Bowl teams from next year will be making an appearance this year. Unfortunately. Um,
2: yeah, it's tragic.
0: Do you guys want to move on to running back here?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, we already talked about Dak, but I think the premier play on the slate is Zeke Elliott. (laughs) I mean, he's 9K, same as he was last week. However, instead of being on the road, uh, this time the Cowboys are at home. They're seven-point favorites. They got absolutely embarrassed last week uh, in a game that the offense got completely shut out. You know, if we're expecting a rebound, I would expect that to be – through Zeke. He's averaged twenty two point eight rush attempts and seven point one receptions per game since week ten. Just an insane workload, just about thirty touches per game. And the Bucks have allowed at least a hundred yards rushing in nine consecutive games. It's a complete smash spot. Um I don't know. I, I think that there's more than enough value to fit Zeke in. I think you just plug him in and then go from there with your lineups, especially in
1: cash. Oh yeah. Zeke is one hundred percent locked in. Uh, to my lineup he should be locked in everybody else's lineup as well just just for all the reasons that you mentioned
2: what about cmc
1: that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna ask you guys um do you guys like cmc the question is are we playing McCaffrey, who's a on a dead team b cam newton's gonna be out and c i don't know are we just playing him?
0: I I personally have no interest um, because of all the reasons you just said. I I, I loved him looking at the slate initially before the Cam Newton news. His price is good. I thought you were getting that nice $200 discount from Zeke, and his workload's been so secure. But, I mean, honestly, I just have no interest in that game whatsoever with Carolina shutting down Cam for the year. Um, I I don't see why they would – continue to give McCaffrey this massive workload. They're admitting their season's done by getting rid of Cam and I think the only viable play in that game is uh Atlanta defense.
1: <laughs> uh huh, that, that's that's a bold take I would I would think um but I I mean I agree with McCaffrey. It's just hard to play a player where you don't know if their touches are going to remain the same because they're out of it it's week 16 there's really honestly no reason to play them like you're just risking something bad happening i mean the chances are slim that something bad might happen but there's still a chance and honestly the panthers were smart they wouldn't play them and they would just play who's their backup kenji barner is that their backup at this yeah, point they released right. cj anderson
0: Yep, yep. Now on the Rams because you know McVeigh recognizes greatness, but um, I do, I do think that I don't know. I just I don't mind taking a shot on a player on a dead team, but I'm not doing it for eighty-eight hundred. You know what I mean? It's just it's there's so much risk I think in that, especially with Zeke, only two hundred more and so secure. And Gurley four hundred more. Gurley as well, yes, of course, and and the Rams also very much have have a lot to play for. Gurley's status is is up in the air so um jared did you want to say something about McCaffrey before we get into curly? i
2: have to think about it. i forgot cam is done for the season so i don't know how i feel about McCaffrey anymore
0: yeah it, it's just gonna to be tough um we all here yeah, changing minds
2: yeah i forgot <laughs> i've totally totally forgot about cam on um ir because i don't really care because i lost both my leagues because of cam
1: yeah so taylor heineke steps in as a starter Oh, I don't know if yeah. I trust, That's trust him.
0: Fade off, fade the whole offense. Um,
1: until honestly, until Heineke comes in and dots up the Atlanta defense.
0: I could see it at but... at
1: at four thousand min min price. GPP winners, calling it Taylor Heineke play Taylor
2: Heineke. <laughs>
0: Taylor Heineke to <laughs> CMC. All right.
1: He had 118 quarterback rating his last game.
0: You're putting me on to something right now. But let's let's talk about an actually good play here in Todd Gurley. <laughs> um, the thing is, Gurley didn't practice Wednesday. He was clearly, you know, struggling with, with just this injury. He still had the monster 10 reception game against Philadelphia, but... I just I don't know necessarily what the Rams are thinking. They said they anticipate that he'll play, but I, I at this point in the week we can't guarantee that. They did sign C.J. Anderson, like we said, so there's obviously some concern about their running back depth. Um, it would be John Kelly taking the primary snaps at running back if he were to sit. But I mean, as it stands right now, he is in an amazing matchup at 9,200. What do you guys think about Gurley this week?
1: Gurley's always a great play honestly on no matter what slate, no matter what price. Just you know, we've talked about him so much over the course of the season. He's just in mm-hmm. a great offense, he's a great player. Um gets so much usage. Uh he gets pass game work. It's everything you want in a fantasy running back and his his price honestly doesn't matter at this point. It's just whether or not he's gonna be healthy enough to play. I'm pretty sure I saw that he is gonna play.
2: Um But how much run is he gonna get? They're gonna blow out Arizona. Yeah,
1: but yeah, we, said that, yeah, we said that we said that a f- couple that's a factor. We said that in the Detroit game. We said that for the preview episode, oh, he's hurt, blah, blah. You know, they're gonna limit his workload. He came he comes out and gets twenty three carries and three yeah. catches. 34 points
2: that's true no that is true
1: so like the rams play their players you feel me they're playing
2: then again he wasn't i mean he didn't go through the walkthrough he came out twice last game i think i mean i know he's he'll probably be good but i don't especially this close to the playoffs I mean he'll be out there until they get a big lead, and then he's done.
0: Yeah, but if they're up, if they're up three scores at halftime, I would I honestly wouldn't see him coming back in because you know this this Cardinals team has zero shot to you know come back That's from what a I'm deficit. That's So like, yo,
1: don't doubt my son Mike Lennon, All right.
0: Uh... Yeah. Okay.
1: He who should start, I don't know if he is. I know he came in for for Josh Rosen at the end of the last game, but.
0: And they're not gonna sit their rookie, first round pick, for no Mike Glennon. Come on. They should. That's preposterous.
1: Josh Rosen is—he's not that good right now. But the Cardinals are just bad. But all right, back to Gurley. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, those are definitely valid points. But he—you know—he's been hurt this season, and they've still given him a a great workload. So.
0: You could go there. I, I don't think I would go there in cash because of the concerns we have. I mean, that could change depending on how his practice you know, schedule goes on Thursday and Friday in the news that we see. So, you know, we'll keep up with that. But, um, you know, in this top range, Zeke, I think, is the clear play. Any interest in Barkley or Kamara right below that? I, I personally, uh, I'm not crazy about either of these guys.
2: I'm more crazy about the guy right below Kamara.
0: Hoo hoo now you're speaking my language. Got that Nick, you got that Nick Chubb. Yeah. I'm all about it, bro. I'm all about it. talk, talk to me about it.
2: Well, we know how bad Cincinnati's run defense is. It's just completely dreadful. Garbage. Well actually that that whole defense. And I'm going back to that same thing, Cincinnati on the road, twenty it's gone over twenty eight, thirteen of the la- or twelve of the last fourteen games or whatever it was. Um mm-hmm if we're guaranteeing 28 points, I'll take 21 to 7 Cleveland and Chubb has at least one or two touchdowns in the first half.
0: Yeah, I mean until last week Chubb was riding a five-game streak of getting a touchdown in every game. He gets just a, he gets at least three targets per game seemingly. Um he's shown upside for more having six targets in week 14. The last time these teams played in week 12, Chubb got 27.8 points on DraftKings. Um, I I just love Chubb this week. And like you said, the Browns are going to be playing uh, regardless of their playoff implications. They're they're going hard just to, you know, just have like they haven't won in so long. It's just so refreshing for that organization. And they're going to keep doing it for their fans and just for their young players to get practice. And Chubb at 7,300, I think, is actually a value for the workload that we can expect from
1: him that is said perfectly yeah
0: Fast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we got zeke and chubb as our consensus top two plays i think in this high end um, Consen-
1: consensus top three the mac attack
0: oh wait really because that's what that's what i was thinking too
1: yeah don't tell him damn dude we- marlon mac number three on the board plug him in
0: I absolutely love that I had Jamal Williams slated in but then all this Rogers talk started and then I realized wait Jamal Williams actually isn't good yeah and then I realized that at all the Colts then I realized the Colts are nine point home favorites and Marlon Mack is only a hundred more than Jamal Williams and I think there's a pretty good chance that people are going to play Jamal Williams a lot just off just off the workload and I think that being able to pivot for 100 more for a much better play makes a lot of sense, so I'm all about that, Marlon Mack.
1: Big facts. Marlon Mack is going to snap, bro. He's in a great matchup at home against the Giants. Give me that.
0: Do you think it's a a catch play? Because he's really been up or down. He's had high ceilings. He's got three out of his 10 games with 29 points or more, but he's also got several games under 10. Um, He's been inconsistent, to say the least, but... I mean, he tore up a much superior run defense in Dallas last week. I, I have no fear in this matchup. It's just whether or not the Colts go to him in the red zone. He got those touchdowns last week. You know, usually the Colts are a team that like to throw a lot in the red zone, so that would be a concern. But I just I think the price is so good.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm just looking at the price honestly, 5500 and. You know the Colts should just breeze through this game. He uh Marlon Mack had twenty seven carries last week against the Cowboys, um basically carried the the Colts uh, last week. You know I think I think they go back to him. I think they realize that establishing a run game is important, and especially before playoffs, uh, they're gonna want to get Mack back involved in into the offense. So, um lock him in.
0: Jared, you like Mac?
2: Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna go all all the way down to, down to there. You do you um, like a third
0: third guy in the high range?
2: Chubb. I kind of kind of like Barkley, but it's really just Chubb and Zeke. I might just play um four receivers maybe.
0: Interesting. That yep. Yeah. Um, you know, reports are that James Conner is going to miss this game, so we're going to have another Jalen Samuels week. But I think that his price has officially gotten too cool. high. Yeah. He's sixty seven hundred, and New Orleans is not a good matchup against running backs. I think that the Steelers are going to score in this game, but in my, I think it'll be through the air. That's not to say that Samuels can't get a decent amount of points, you know, receiving. But I just, I don't know. I don't think that the price, the ceiling, is there That's for sixty it. seven hundred. Like. You could just go up to to Chubb for a marginal, you know, increase, and it'd be so much more worth it. Yeah, it's an easy fade.
1: Easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Any interest in going back to Dalvin? The Lions have improved their run defense quite a bit. This is the second divisional matchup, so those are two things that would worry me. But on the other, you know, side of that coin, the Lions put their best two defensive linemen on IR this week. Uh, They put Kerryon Johnson on IR. I just This team is clearly dead in the water, so Dalvin Cook could be uh, a pretty good sneaky play, I think, at his price.
2: Yeah, I was just looking at him. Uh, I like him. He only went up a couple hundred. Yeah, I think they're starting to, like I said the other day, they're starting to understand they need to run their offense through him. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it stays that way. I might play him, actually, as my third running back. I like him a lot more than Mack. Max, I mean Max is a good play. I just I can't do it.
0: No, going down. I think that there's going to be several popular options on the low end this week, including Tevin Coleman, which I have very little interest in, but early ownership projections have him very high, like chalky high. So easy That fade. was interesting to me. Agreed. Completely agreed. Although there is no Edo Smith, there is no Devontae Freeman, so his workload should be secure think people are going to look and see that he rushed for over 100 yards against Carolina in week two but this Falcons team was in a much different place uh in week two than they are now and with both of these teams giving up I would expect a low scoring game you know the Falcons are on the road you know if I have a chance to fade a road running back in a second divisional matchup on a matchup with two dead teams yeah, yeah at chalk that's an easy easy fade um, I, I'd like no part of Tim and Coleman this week.
1: Yeah, that that's just a bad play. Let, let other people go there. Um, but honestly, I'm not seeing much down in, in the in the low like 4K range. Honestly, that I like personally.
0: Let me toss this one at you because uh, I think that there's some interest and there's some real big upside in figuring out which of the two Miami guys to play, because. You know, Last year, once J.J. got traded out of Miami, we saw Kenyon Drake basically become a bell cow. This year, however, they have completely lost faith in him besides his role in the Miami Miracle a couple weeks ago. He's basically been taken out of this offense. Last week when Frank Gore got hurt, he only had one rushing attempt, and they completely passed it over to Kalen Bolage So both of these guys are under 4K. Kenyon Drake, 3.9K. At home against Jacksonville, Kalen Balazs, 3.7K. And he turned his 12 attempts into 123 yards last week. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see uh, the Dolphins go with Kalen Balazs in this spot. But uh, I think Kenyon Drake also has some some upside. We've seen him handle a massive workload for many weeks straight. I don't know which way to go with this. I'm honestly I just – I don't get what happened with Kenya Drake and the Dolphins. Well, um, Adam Gase hates him
1: for some reason. Don't know why. Apparently. need to get rid of – like, if you're not going to use him, get rid of him because he's actually a good player. Like, he could be productive if you actually, you know, give him some carries. But psh, that's why I'm not an NFL coach, I guess. But, I mean, Bellage's is, is headed for the – the majority of the carry so i guess i would just go with him but honestly i would avoid it because that's so unpredictable because i i don't i don't know i just i just would avoid it personally yeah,
2: yeah that's yeah. a easy situation to see think.
1: but look
0: i like it and i like it for gpps because of the unpredictability but not not cash but i just i think that there's some upside there the jacksonville run defense will keep people away from it but it's really not a spot to be that scared of at this point in the season miami's at home even though i don't expect them to do anything in the playoffs they're still going to be playing like they have a shot so i like uh you know targeting one of these guys i would probably lead Kenyon drake because i think he's going to be like one percent owned and i think he's probably a better player than caitlin bellage but um you know, workload's obviously yeah. concern. GPP only.
1: See, we're going to look to the other side of the ball in that game, all right? Or are we not? Right. All right. So we have Fournette. They took him out the second half yeah. of last game. They're basically like, all right, you're not going to play anymore this season. TJ Elden only had three carries, right? So he's kind of a non-factor. <laughs> then we have Carlos Hyde. Who was a healthy scratch, probably will be a healthy scratch again. That's where the man, David Williams, comes into play. 3,000. Okay. He had five carries in the second half of last week's game. 32 <laughs> yards. They want to give him some run. Okay. G- <laughs> GPP winner right there.
2: Ugh. Good luck, guys. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's hella thin
2: yeah no thank you
0: but i see what you're i see where i see where you're going with it i i mean i could like i could see him getting 10 carries for sure it's just what is he gonna do with that
2: nothing
1: hunted and a touch
0: (laughs) hunted and a touch i'll I'll be straight salty if that happens
1: nobody's gonna play him so you'll be good
0: be Gucci except for you I'll, I'll look up and see Joey Carrion at the top of the Millie Maker with David Williams in his lineup
1: JD Carrion 300
0: oh yeah you hear that ladies and gentlemen send your action his way
2: play anybody for a hundred bucks Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>, okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know if you're listening out there send a head-to-head to Jared for a hundred hundred clip sir underscore Jimmer on DraftKings oh yeah a. A. send it if you want this smoke, send it his way. Um,
0: that's a, that's an easy dub for my boy Jared there.
2: But yeah, y'all want this smoke right now? I'm on a heater.
0: Oof, on a heater, on an NBA heater, especially. But hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk these wide receivers. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, eight thousand six hundred. I think that he is probably the second best play on this slate to Ezekiel Elliott in my humble opinion I'm very excited to play Hopkins this week you know there was a legitimate concern about his target share towards the middle of this season it had sort of settled down below 10 targets per week which was you know not ideal obviously but the last three weeks Hopkins has seen a more familiar target average 11 targets per game and now he's coming into basically the nut matchup against this banged up Philadelphia, secondary, they're completely terrible. Yes, he's expensive at 8.6K, but, I mean, he's averaged seven more points per game on the road. They're on the road this week. They're making a playoff push. Um, they're going to be relying on Hopkins in this spot, and just the matchup, the usage, the the talent, it's all there. I, lo- I completely love Hopkins this week. I think he's a cash game play.
2: I love it. I'm definitely playing him. Joey,
0: the nuclear the nuclear Hopkin.
2: You know, I how, how didn't get that nickname, but
0: I don't know. But I like it. I mean, forty forty two points last week against the Jets.
1: Maybe I'm just thinking about it too much, but he did pop off last week. But going into Philly, they got my son Nick Foles at QB now. They just play better, bro. They just play better. The secondary is going to play better because
0: of Nick Yes, Hould.
1: the whole team.
0: Yeah, you are definitely overthinking
2: it. You must not know Hopkins is on eight days rest, not yeah. seven, eight. Okay. Okay. Word eight, up. Not seven. Word
0: up. Readjust your opinion. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I mean, fix what you was talking. Before
1: about. that forty-two point game, he had a thirteen, a sixteen, a twelve, and a fifteen point game in the last month prior to the forty-two so, pop
2: off. So that means he's due for a 39, a 40, and a 45 to end the season. That's great logic. I mean, he and I mean, yeah. Two weeks
0: ago, two weeks ago, he faced the Colts, and their secondary is underrated. Week 13, it was against Cleveland. Uh, that could have been a Denzel Ward shadowing. Denzel Ward, I mean, I the pro bro,
1: pro bowler.
0: Indeed. Um, Yo, shout out to
2: Darius Leonard. Not making
0: it. Hey. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, no Alvin Kamara, but no you know, McCaffrey. We don't, we don't even have to go there. Yeah, th- yeah, that's nuts. But whatever. Um, you know, that's all. It's like a popularity contest. I feel like. But right below Hopkins, we have Devonte Adams. If Rogers Hell, plays, wow. I'm I love that spot. Really.
2: Only if Rogers plays. Bruh, they're done.
1: <laughs> they're done. Though. He ain't playing but
0: but but if but bro if they if they if they roll rogers out and joe philbin said that players are paid to play like rogers clearly wants to play for you know if nothing else just like pride and stats he loves the game
1: stats stats, that's yeah it. and that's all and he if wants you want to
0: talk stats. about stats this dude Devonte adams is like has amazing stats and he's going into a matchup which we just said hopkins scored 42 points against the jets and I mean, Adams is in an amazing spot, if if Rodgers plays, of course.
1: I mean, Devontae Adams. And I
0: think that— well,
1: Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Nah.
0: I mean, I was just going to say, I think that, you know, the uncertainty surrounding Rodgers is really going to drive his ownership down all week. Um, so I think he's going to be a great tournament play. Obviously, you can't go there in cash with Hopkins being a better option for 100 more. But I do think Adams uh, provides some GPP leverage to get off Hopkins.
1: I mean, honestly, you can never go wrong with playing Devontae. This man has been the most consistent receiver in fantasy this year.
2: In history,
1: boy. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Nah, deadass, though. This man hasn't gotten under 16 points in one game.
0: For these other top options, who do you guys like? You know, we have Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, and Juju Smith-Schuster all in the same game, back-to-back-to-back from
2: 8,300 to 8K. Michael Thomas. Thomas, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, Love Michael Thomas. That Saints defense is elite right now.
0: Yeah, the Saints defense has looked good, no doubt. It's interesting because there's definitely going to be a disconnect from what the Saints are actually doing on the field versus what people are anticipating in DFS. Uh, you know, if you look at, it says Juju Smith-Schuster's opponent rank is 32nd. So you know DraftKings is going to be pushing people to basically play these Steelers players. I Saying hope to, they do. Yeah, I, I I do too. I mean, I'm worried because I got a bunch of Steelers in my in my uh, you know my championship roster in season Shut one. Up. But, Um, You know that that's a concern. This boy got so lucky. Obviously, Hell yeah. That's why Josh that
2: is going to bust your um, ass.
0: <laughs> doubt it. Doubt it. But we got. I mean, what do you what do you think, and Joey, between those uh, receivers in that game?
1: I mean, you can never go wrong with playing like Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, Schuster, you know, et cetera. Anybody from, like I said before, like two great offenses. But they, but the offenses have been down in recent weeks, especially for those two teams. And the defenses have been playing better, so that is definitely something to consider. Honestly, just to um, say, my favorite play for the slate is Amari Cooper. Come on, say that seventy five hundred at home against the Bucks, smash bot, obviously. Um, but I'm I'm paying down at wide receiver personally. You can't go wrong with playing Nuke or Devante or whatever. But if I'm paying up for Zeke and, you know, Nick Chubb or whatever, you got to find value. My best value play at wide receiver is Robbie Anderson at 4.5 at home against yeah. the Packers.
0: I mean, I, I actually 100% agree with you. I think he's a cash game lock specifically. But my question to you is, how can you like Robbie Anderson and then laugh me off the pod when I throw out Sam Darnold's name?
1: Because Sam Darnold is just mm. garbage, but you know the receivers can. I mean, he's
0: gonna have to get Robbie Anderson. Receivers some, some could get though. there,
1: with the quarterbacks being bad. It's possible.
0: It's possible, but if I mean, all right, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, Robbie Anderson at least seven targets in three straight. He had eleven targets last week. I mean, he's got big play upside. You know, the the Packers secondary is a spot to target. I love Robbie Anderson as well. I think he's just wildly underpriced. I'm not sure why. they're
1: they're playing him like they're in contention for something. I don't know. Maybe it goes back to you know Sam
2: Darnold's progress.
1: Players get paid to play. Um,
2: why why is he so cheap? That's they
1: really mess. They mess up. Yeah, that's what I would. (laughs) That's an easy. That's crazy. Easy 4,500. This man has got 11 targets last week, and like Sam Darnold's favorite target and Quincy Anua. Is probably gonna miss.
2: Yeah, that's that's.
1: He should be charged. They must
2: set up bad. He probably will be. Yep.
1: But are we...
2: at least it's yeah. good. At least it's yeah. good. Chalk. Yeah.
0: Agreed. I agree. It's definitely
1: good. chalk. But are um... we playing my son, your son, Ben, your son Jared, mm-hmm. Robert Foster at four point nine?
2: Yes. Say no more. Because I have both of them. He's already, plugged... he's already locked yeah, in. I
1: have both of them plugged in to my lineup
2: i'm definitely playing robert foster
1: you know number one high school wide receiver coming out of uh, high school obviously
0: well it's too damn bad we're in the big leagues went to bama
1: got hurt just never got a chance because injuries he's got like what 4.3 speed
0: i don't i don't love it this week um the the patriots you know their defense isn't the best in the in the league, but they are very good at defending deep passes, which is obviously where Robert Foster gets his most value. They're second in the league in defending passes of 15 yards or more downfield. So I don't know. I think, I think they're really good at uh, limiting big plays. So that would be a concern for me with Robert Foster. In cash, I also think that there's some better target shares you can target lower on the board for value. But, I mean, you know. He's done it for four out of the five last, you know, five last weeks. He's done it four times. So I can't, I can't hate on the play that. Where are
1: you much. looking at below him?
0: Oh, let me tell you. Jonathan Ross, the first at thirty-eight hundred, the clear-cut wide receiver one in a game that we've already described as going to be essentially a, a blowout favoring Cleveland. They're going to have to be passing Tyler Boyd. Is not playing this week. And with that, he leaves behind a 30% target share. They're going to have to throw to John Ross. Um, he's gotten touchdowns this season. He had five targets last week for one catch. It's not great. But I think at 3,800, there's enough theoretical upside. You can plug him in. You know, I went down in flames with my Michael Gallup play last week. Zero points in cash, still managed Mind to cash you that we and we told
1: I'm, you that it was a terrible play and don't even know why you were playing that.
0: So let me ask you guys, do you feel the same way about John Ross? Should I get off of this personally play
1: early in the week? Terrible. Absolutely. First mm-hmm. of all, this man doesn't have over three catches in the game. Okay. That's one. Uh-huh. Two. Yeah. They don't even use this man as a deep threat and he and he has the fastest combine suite in history. All right. He
0: he didn't he didn't he just almost miss like a fifty yard bomb. Well yeah, week?
1: but then Jeff Driscoll, who's a Bengals yeah. starting quarterback, underthrew him by about ten yards. He mm-hmm. sucks, bro. So there's that. Jeff Driscoll is his quarterback, not not Andy, not the Red Rifle. All right. Right. Three. This man just isn't good. So, I mean, if you want to play him, play him. But
0: what do you what do you think, Jared? I know that I'm. I was hoping I could
1: get a little bit of love. Get the low key Bengals fan. See what he has to say. All right,
2: let's talk about Jonathan Ross. <laughs> um, I don't love it if Denzel Ward plays this game. I don't know if he is. Abe is practicing in full. All right. Well, I don't love it that much. <laughs> well, actually, I don't. I don't think Denzel Ward will travel with John Ross. You might get lucky with a bomb, but Driscoll's too bad. Yeah. For me to trust John Ross.
0: It's fair. I, I don't know if it's a cash play. I mean, it's it's not a cash play, I should say. It's it's a GPP dart, but I'd be interested.
2: Yeah, for GPP I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Let me tell you another play uh sub 4K that I've got some interest in. Now this one might shock you. But if you go to 3500, you'll see oh a man God. named Michael. Uh he's 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 capable of doing a lot of things. He has a lot of speed. Some would say that he even gallops down the sidelines. Oh, my um, God. I'm I'm ready for part two. Um, you know, he put up a donut last week, but Michael Gallup is not going to disappoint in this matchup. You know, Joey said that he loves Amari Cooper this week. Well, why not? You know, yeah, okay, he had zero targets. But other than that, week 14, nine targets. Week 13, seven targets. Yeah, I played the man in cash. That was a fish move. but oh, fish GPPs move. That was this a
1: week. special education move. Yeah, that was tough.
0: Cashed in 90% of my games. but <laughs> Could have been Michael, 100 if you faded his
2: <laughs> bum ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it could have. It could have. But this week is the week. I was a week uh, early. You know, sometimes I get ahead of myself. I-, I needed to settle down and just wait for this matchup. Because this... Is the matchup to play Michael Gallup in? Good luck, yeah, bud. good
2: luck. <laughs> y'all, you
0: not with it again? Nah. Uh, again? Oh my God, man! What is man to Bro, did you see do? how
2: bad Dak played last week? Yeah, but we we like Dak, we like Zeke, we like Cooper. Like, come on, you know. Yeah, he, we he's, like. He's the wide I receiver mean, too. He's we like good He's the wide receiver players. too
0: in terms of okay. snaps.
2: Yeah, so we like the good players on the offense like that get the ball. Zeke and Coop. Um, okay, they get the ball. Gallup's Gallup's still he he needs an offseason. Yeah, he he he's not polished at all. Mm-mm. He's unpolished. He got depolished. You get the nail polish remover and you put it on him, and yeah. that's what you get. Yeah, it's 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 rough right now. I don't I don't like how he runs routes. I don't don't like nothing about it. I don't know, Doug. Nothing right now. I hope he proves me wrong because I like Gallup. We'll see how it goes you, this week.
1: I'm
0: certainly going to have at least one lineup with that man in my lineup. I'm telling you right
2: now. All right, well, good luck when you don't catch with that lineup. Um, if, uh, you, if you uh, want to be take like a damn.
1: stab at, at a 3K wide receiver, play Eli Rogers.
0: Uh, no, thank you. What about Ted the Ginn Steelers Jr., who resumed practicing, and he is also 3K at home? Yeah, good luck, guys.
2: They probably hey, Wait, is Ted Ginn back? Not. He's still yeah, on IR. He practiced today. Okay, they haven't activated I mean, he practiced today. I don't, I don't think they're going to put him straight back in the offense. They'll probably leave him for the playoffs. For the playoffs.
0: If he doesn't play, would you have any interest in Traquan? Uh, I mean, Traquan Smith has done. He? He's 4K.
2: Tournament mm. only, but, I mean, his
0: big games have all come at home. He's at home. They're in the only game with a total above 50 on the main slate.
1: Um, I mean that's kind of a put him in and hope for the best. He hasn't really.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd I'd throw a dart with him if I was We're playing talking a about thirty lineup. point
0: upside at four k. But there's also zero point upside. I mean, he's got several zero point games.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I was playing a breeze lineup, that's a. I'm not just throwing a dart with him. That's fair. Because he doesn't do anything unless Bree snaps. Because you know how heavy... They they need this game. I think if they win, they get the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, automatically do. They do. Get they it. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, this is going to be heavy, Michael Thomas. Heavy. He is going to throw to this man any chance he gets. You need to go to your best player.
0: I, I agree with that, and... um. You know, the Steelers are far from a lock at this point to even make the playoffs. I mean, currently they're the fourth seed, but they could easily fall out at this
2: point. So, um, you know, they're going to be giving it everything they've got as well. Um, but then again, if they're thinking like I'm thinking, yeah, Traquan could pop off. <laughs> if they take away Michael Thomas, Traquan can beat one-on-one. Well, Joe Hayden will be on Thomas, right? He'll probably shadow. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. Uh, in- I mean, will he travel into the slot? I don't think Joe Hayden plays a slot.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Like,
2: I don't think he'll travel into the slot. I know he plays outside, but I don't think he's going to travel into the slot. I think Michael Thomas is going to be – you're going to see a lot of inside – a lot of slot, slot work from Michael Thomas. Hmm.
0: Thomas – man, Thomas might get, like, 10-plus catches this week. He probably he's, will, honestly. He's week. probably going
2: to have about 15 targets.
0: yeah. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I'm really starting to think about that. That might be something I have to look towards. But, um, you know, the only other wide receiver that I've got really any interest in in this slate is uh, Pettis at 4.3K. I think he's another good value play, someone you could consider for cash, uh, you know, if you're going to be looking to pay up for these wide receivers. He's been very consistent in the san francisco offense yeah it did and i mean over the last four weeks he's had a at least a floor of 13 points which was already 3xing his current salary so i mean i like that he also has the 132.7 point game as well so he's he's even got a ceiling um i think he's a good floor play with the off off chance of a ceiling play one of the few players on a dead team that i'm considering this week
2: i love him big fan big fan Wanted to play him last week, but I uh, played Robert Foster instead. Mm. Mm. It worked out well for you, sir.
0: How about how about you, Joey? What are you thinking about Pettis?
1: It's a no for me, dog.
0: I did say that that was the last wide receiver, but I also just realized that we didn't mention T.Y. Hilton, who, again, is 7,100. I don't know why they don't price him like an elite wide receiver on DraftKings. He's, like, always at least 1 or 2K less than the top guys, despite having the clear upside as these guys, so... That's always going to be confusing to me. Now he comes home. Um, Again, he's not practicing on Wednesday. I'd probably be surprised if he played this or if he practiced the entire week. He said, "quote that he he made his ankle mad during the week 15 game." So you know that's not something you want. You don't want parts of your body to be angry at you, especially you know your ankle when your main job is to run deep against NFL corners. So. Yeah. Definitely a concern, uh, to say the least. But you know, I mean, he's done pretty well in two straight weeks, coming off of no practice. So uh, I don't know, something to monitor at least. Yeah,
2: um, that's a fade for me. Mm-hmm. Even in even
0: in GPP. Let's move on to tight end then. Everybody's favorite position. Um,
1: Absolute trash.
0: Yeah, is is it a, is it a trash week? Um, I I think that we are. At least going back down to pay down in cash week, this week. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but oh yeah, hundred uh, percent punting this week. Who are you who are you not playing? To pay up again. I've got two on my list. Uh, number one, it's sickening, but it's the same reason I shouted out John Ross. I kind of like CJ Uzoma. Um, okay, buddy. In this matchup against, hey, I mean in the matchup against Cleveland. In week twelve, he had twelve targets, um, and like I said, behind Hey, Boyd's leaving behind a thirty hey, <laughs> percent target share, and I think that Uzoma's more likely to see those, you know, middle of the field targets than John Ross's. So honestly, I think Uzoma's more uh, impacted positively than John Ross is from Tyler Boyd's exit. He's only three point three k, and the other guy on my list is at three k, my boy Blake Jarwin, who has. Two consecutive games of seven-plus targets, 12 points, eight points, and both of those came without touchdowns. He's doing it just off of catches and yards. I like that. The Bucks are a good matchup. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of not playing every player on the Cowboys this week.
1: Blake Jarwin, plug him in. That's my tight end. Not playing anybody else.
0: The problem with Jarwin is that he has one red zone target in 2018. <laughs> Um, but so, you know, there's not even really very much touchdown upside. You'd even have more touchdown upside going up to, like, Chris Herndon or Kyle Rudolph right above him.
2: Yeah, but... Take the savings and the targets. like
1: Jarwin. I like it. 15% target share over the last two weeks.
0: I like it for 3K. cash. Can't go there in tournaments, in my no. opinion, just because of the, the lack of upside. So, for tournaments, who do we like uh, at tight end?
1: I mean... Pay up to Kittle or Ertz, and yeah, or that's always or a move. we could pick the <laughs> the Pro Bowl or Eric Ebron. How you feel about that, Ben?
0: I would love to play Eric Ebron coming off of a disappointing week. If you can get low ownership, um, I'd love to play Ebron. Honestly, this week against the Giants, uh, it would it would go very nicely in a Dak Prescott stack. Bring it back with Ebron. I How think.
1: do you feel um, that the Lions drafted him? at what, number eight overall or number ten or whatever. And, and yeah. Stafford was too yeah, bad too to make bad. Him good. But he right. goes yeah. to Indianapolis mm-hmm. where he gets a real quarterback, <laughs> a good quarterback in and Andrew Luck. A man. A man. With a yeah. mustache. And he becomes right. a pro bowler in his first year. How do you feel about that?
0: I feel like it's all smoke and mirrors and that this is a clear uh, outlier in his career. This will be the best year Eric Ebron ever has. Um you know we've seen big touchdown totals out of the likes of Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener in the Colts uh, tight end tight end room. So you know I I think that this is more of a system thing than a skill thing. And if you have been focused on the Twitter streets, you know I get a lot of this because Lions fans hate Eric Ebron. So I see every time he gets a drop, Lions Twitter's like lit. They're like, see, we told you he's trash, but. I mean, I think that you know the Lions didn't utilize him well, and I think that he is not as good as he has shown to be with the Colts. I think it's somewhere in the middle, but um, that's my opinion on that. I think it was a, I thought it was a terrible draft pick at the time, so I mean, it was. I I was never excited about it. It it was absolutely garbage. Straight garbage. Um, What about another first round tight end in Evan Ingram? who I've got a sneaking suspicion because people are literally like have a one week memory in DFS. You know, he kind of went off last week and they saw that 12 targets and eight catches that he had last week. He's 4,600. I think he's going to be relatively highly owned. And I personally have no interest because that's clearly a anomaly in terms of volume for Evan Ingram.
2: Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no
1: thank you, sir.
0: All right, easy fade. See, that's why I think this slate is pretty easy. I think that there's a lot of like fool's gold that people are going to be chasing. Fool's gold.
1: <laughs> haven't heard that since like Earth Science, ninth grade. But, Shout out to Earth Science. Uh, that explains the sa- that explains the slate perfectly though. Fool's gold. The Fool's yep, Gold slate. Yep.
0: Um The only other two tight ends on my radar I like Njoku. Um he's questionable at this point in the week. He was limited Wednesday, but you know, I think he's uh there's always some upside in Cincinnati's defense, like we've said several times. They're terrible at every level, and that includes against tight ends. So I like Njoku if you're going with a Mayfield lineup. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out last week, but Gronkowski, um, you know, I think that in GBP is a great time to target these players is after a disappointing week at high ownership. And as we know, you know, Gronk went to high school in Buffalo. He has dominated the Bills in his career and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that this game isn't in Buffalo because he always does well in those games, but I still think that he could own this Buffalo Bills team in New
1: England. Yeah, it's just the That's. fact that, you know, he kind of is not the same player this season, so.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, by no means a core play. Let's move on to defense here. Um I mean, obviously, the main strategy is just going to be the old scroll and roll. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's a a play that never fails, honestly. But, um, you know, if we were to actually look through this list, is there anybody that you guys are finding interesting as a DFS
1: play? Am I crazy for playing Um, five uh, Cowboy plays?
0: Probably. Okay. Because they can't all work out. I like the
2: Cowboys defense.
1: Who says they can't all work out?
0: I mean, they, I guess they could, but they probably won't. That'd be insane. So, you,
2: so you're playing Z, Coop, Dak, Jarwin, and Cowboys d Yes, sir.
0: I mean, at that point, you might as well throw Gallup in there and just <laughs> sail to
2: the money. You might as well throw Gallup in there and get Tyron Smith on the roster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I could, I would this week, man. They're just in a great Call spot. Easy. Cowboys D. Uh, this is prime. Play the Cowboys D against the Bucks.
2: What's What's the Jets price? Twenty two. Twenty
1: two
0: hundred.
2: But if Roger, if uh, Rogers misses, that's a lock.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. oh yeah, Brett for Hunley. sure. Or not, Brett Honley, oh, Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. No, it's no, it's Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. Kaiser. What a yeah. scrub.
0: Yeah. I, I I would I would love to go there if. Even Rodgers. Oh like...
1: yeah, Browns is three k. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't go wrong with I the like Rams, well. Bears, Colts, any of the top defenses. Honestly, it's just your preference. I mean, personally, I
0: I kind of like uh, Miami at twenty seven hundred at home against Kessler.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there's there's that,
2: Patriots defense
1: Not oh, not sure. a good play
0: because they're facing Josh Allen.
2: Oh, facts, yeah. They're not good. Play yeah. my boy. They're skip that one boy, right over. So. Yeah, you
0: could just skip Bro, that They literally just they're don't are giving up pressure. at least 100 yards rushing.
2: Yo, I never would have thought, after I said Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the draft, that I would actually play him this year. Well, I mean, that
1: take was wrong. That take was yeah.
2: wrong. Well, well, I mean, I'm totally against Baker Mayf- Mayfield. I hate him. Baker Mayfield's never had 100 I yards mean, yards my rushing. non-biased opinion, obviously Baker Mayfield is the best. But my biased opinion give me josh allen
1: does does josh <laughs> allen, allen have a 397 yard passing game
2: does baker mayfield have don't any think yard so games? I don't think so does
1: josh allen have any 300 yard passing games no hmm. sir
2: i mean if you can carry the team on your legs and on your back and throw a couple dots yeah. downfield give me that
1: He's just mad that Baker Mayfield went into Ohio State, crushed the Buckeyes, and then planted a flag at midfield. Jared's just salty, but we could stick to the defenses. Just play whatever defense you want and hope for the best. Play, you know, if you want to pay up, do that, pay down, recommended. Play the Cowboys, Falcons, Jets if
2: Jets if um Rogers misses and Dolphins. A hey god. If a god misses.
0: Uh, let's move on to the final segment of the show and let's talk some stacks. Let's toss it to my boy Joey because I've got a feeling I already know what team he's on. Well, yeah, about this my week.
1: stack is the Cowboys stack, but if we're talking, oh, GPP, really? If we're talking GPP <laughs> winning, um, Millie Maker potential winning, the Breeze Kamara Thomas stack, and they've shown that they could do it.
2: How about you, Jared? Um, I like Chubb, um, Trash bag and Njoku with the Browns defense. And trash bag is Baker Mayfield, by the way. Bum.
0: For me this week, I'm going way off the board. Uh, this is only exclusively GPPs, obviously. But um, Nick Foles 4,700. Tight end Zachary Ertz 5,900. And bring it back with New Hopkins at 8,600 on the other side. I think the combination of Foles paying up a tight end with Ertz. I mean Hopkins will probably be popular, but um, I don't know. I think that's not going to be that highly owned that stack, and I think there's quite a bit of upside. So that's where that's where I'm going.
2: If yeah. I'm playing, if I'm playing Foles in a GPP stack, I'm playing Elshon 100. percent He loves Elshon. Elshon is so happy that once is, I mean not not injured, but he's happy that he's not starting. Foles loves Alshon.
0: Yeah, he's cheaper than Ertz too. He's. He'll throw to him.
2: It's just so. you gotta you gotta jam in Jeffrey if you're. I'm telling you, bro. You have to jam. I mean, you could play play all three. Foles, Alshon, Hopkins, Zach Ertz.
0: I don't. I don't yeah. hate that. We're running pretty long here, so I think that's a good place to wrap it. Um, you know, you can follow us. On all of our platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at the DFS Doe, same handle on every platform. Makes it easy to find us and support us. Uh, you can also follow my personal Twitter, at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter, at JoeyCarrion underscore. And you can
2: find me at underscore underscore.
0: All right, guys, good luck on this week 16 slate. Do not fall for the fool's gold. Just make solid plays, make smart plays, and let other people make mistakes.
2: Yep.